and welcome back to a brand new episode of Rebel with the Cause. I am your host, Eric, and joining me from the campfire, one Mr. Justin Campbell. How's it going, buddy? Good. How's it going, Eric? Uh, it's it's going it's going pretty good. I had a uh, very busy day today. <laughs> it was a very busy day. I had uh, Easter at a park. Uh, then I had to take my uh, son to go meet his biological mom. I had a uh, podcast with uh, Amanda and Maurice from Civil Discord podcast, and now I'm here with you. So. You have definitely had a busy one. Oh, yeah. uh, Amanda and Maurice are a lot of fun, too, so that, that's good. Oh, yes, and it was a uh, silly episode, so y'all have to look out for that one. <laughs> so I see you're, you're outside next to the campfire. Yeah, we had a, uh, we've had a busy day here ourselves. We, uh, we got family over, we mowed the yard, and did some work around the house, got us a fire going, did some grilling. Uh, a buddy of mine, a buddy of mine made blackberry wine for us off of with blackberries that we had grown, and then uh, as payment for our for having him ferment and, and make the wine for us, we're giving him a, a dozen and a half eggs. So we're we're really getting this anarchist trading, uh, running your own agorist little oh, lifestyle yes. down pat. That's right. So the so the agorism works, and the smash will, uh, the state will be smashed at any moment now. <laughs> and even if they aren't, I'm going to ignore them. That's that's typically what I do is just just live my life like they don't exist, anyways. Yep. Up until they uh, come knocking on the door after they've shot all my dogs. So. Well, <laughs> uh, you can I hear my. I can't ignore oh. them anymore. Yeah, and you've also got like a new goat running around there too, huh? Yeah, we've got a. Uh, let's see. I can flip this uh, camera around. Yeah, go Ooh, for it. Got... You can see the goats goats running around. We got the fire. Justin's big feet. <laughs> I, you know, I'm six and a half feet tall, and I, I have a size 14 foot. So, Yeah. Yeah, I see. I'm six foot one, and I have thir uh, size 13s. So I've, I've got skis. <laughs> oh. You know, it's funny. Before we start on the, the topic that I asked you if we could talk about, yeah, I told I told all the family sitting here that I was about to go on a show where we talk about conspiracy theories, and that got us launched into Bigfoot for a few minutes before before you sent the the links. Every, everybody's favorite cryptid, the Bigfoot. Yeah. And down here in Louisiana, we have a special kind of Bigfoot. We call him Skunk Ape. So, because allegedly the Bigfoot down here stinks. Well, from hanging out you know, in the swamp. Something like that, living out in the middle of the woods, probably going to stink regardless. Yeah, not no, not regular access to a shower or uh, or soap. Yeah, not going to smell all that great. And then we also have a a dogman type creature that we call the Rougarou. So that's that's also pretty fun. What part of the country is it where the Mothman is? That's is that that's, yeah, that's West Virginia. Yeah, you know, I, I could what? buy that. I drove through West Virginia late at night several times, and it's a uh, beautiful place, but, man, you get out in the hills and stuff, and it gets kind of sketchy. Yeah, and it just so happens, like, West Virginia has got, like, a lot of, like, cryptid stories out there. They've got, like, the Flatwoods Monster, Snallygaster, the Grafton Monster, <laughs> Mothman, all kinds of things. <laughs> 
Oh, did you ever see the uh, that movie, The Mothman Prophecies? Just since we're on. Yeah, I did. That one had uh, Will Patton and. Uh... Oh man, now I'm, now I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Richard Gere. Gere, and then uh, <laughs> I think was Laura Linney in it too. Yeah, Laura Linney played the uh, the sheriff, uh, sheriff's deputy, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I like those movies. Maybe I'm weird. Yeah, they they kind of based that one off of the uh, Charleston Bridge collapse. Yeah, yeah, that's from right. From the 1960s, and they kind of modernized it a little bit. But I thought the uh, the Mothman stuff is always kind of interesting. It's like some giant black winged creature with red eyes, red glowing eyes in the middle of the night. It's got to be kind of I, scary. Yeah, and whether it's real or not, like just to see something like that would be pretty terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've seen some stuff out there out there in the woods that you can't really explain, and then just like, yeah, maybe it was a bike pat. I'm just gonna keep moving. <laughs> yeah, that's I I went on uh, Tommy's show a while ago, and we had talked about some stuff, you know, like supernatural type stuff, and and uh, that was something that I talked about. It was like you know, hunting early in the morning and stuff. Like sometimes you'll see, yeah, you'll see things move in a way that normal critters don't move, and it's like I, I'm just gonna sit here and pretend that that didn't happen and wait for something normal to, to come along. Yeah. Sometimes like, that early, it's like your eyes are kind of adjusting. So you're just kind of looking for stuff out there. And then you're like, did I just see that? Maybe not. Maybe not. I'll just, I'll just ignore it until it's up in my face. <laughs> okay. So the subject that you wanted to bring up, And you'll have to remind me what that was because I'm going back in my notes here and I'm not seeing anything. All right. So if, since we're, I don't know how much it would be considered a conspiracy theory at this, at this point, but <laughs> I think that they are launching all of the, or not launching, but allowing all of the Hunter Biden laptop stuff to come back around now because they are in the process of removing Joe from office. And but I don't uh, think I don't think that they keep Kamala. I, I think they've decided that uh, after seeing the way her approval ratings have just been completely abysmal over the last year and a half, I don't think they're convinced that she's the right person for the job. <laughs> you don't say. So I've posed this question a couple of times and usually I get, uh, in my opinion, I get bad answers because I always say like after Kamala, who's the one that they're actually looking to have in control of everything. And everybody always answers the secretary of state. I'm like, no, or uh, not secretary of state, uh, speaker of the house. Yeah, I'm like, no, the, like that's the third in line. Yeah. Right. But we're, we're not talking about like Biden and Kamala both die at the same time. I'm talking about like when, because when, when they get Joe out and they make Kamala the president, she gets to, or in, in this case, the DNC gets to pick a new vice president. Right. The person who they choose to be Kamala Harris's vice president, that's the one. And I think it's Hillary Clinton. You think it's going to be Hillary? I think it's going to be Hillary. Oh, man. And we thought Joe was old. <laughs> yeah, Hillary's getting up there. Hillary's getting up there. So uh, making her the vice, the VP. Uh, and, oh, and then just automatically Kamala has like some kind of accident and <laughs> or, can't do right. it anywhere. <laughs> Or whatever it is that they're, because you know they've got something on her. Like she hasn't made it this far, being as terrible as she is, without 
doing some favors. So, <clears throat> yeah, but they, they've uh, they've got they've got shit on her. So at some point, uh, after they get Joe out, within I I think within six months they have something that comes up that makes them have to remove Kamala from office as well, and then Hillary can be the president that she was supposed to have been five years ago. <laughs> uh, and then she, cause she hasn't deleted the tweet of her with the little girl, you know, the picture of her as a little girl saying someday she'll be president. She hasn't deleted that tweet yet. So. Oh, a buddy of mine was telling me about, um, you know, they do all the war gaming shit on all the different stuff. And every time you see this stuff getting war game, it eventually comes true. And apparently at some point back in the nineties, maybe Mm -hmm. uh, they were doing some, some similar stuff. And one of the things like a simulation that they were running with all of their like war games and stuff was that uh, Hillary Clinton was president in 2022. So. Oh, so you think this is going to happen fairly quickly then? Uh, Possibly by the election. I think actually shortly thereafter. I don't think they would be so brazen as to do it. Talk about October surprises. I, well, yeah, that would be pretty impressive. I say I don't think they'd be so brazen as to do it before November. But right. after elections have happened, uh, I could see it happen. I could see it happening yeah. pretty quickly thereafter. Okay, so you're saying like maybe uh, mid to late November, possibly December, by the time that that right. even goes off. Yeah, that's a, that's an interesting thing to think about. Uh, I I don't know. We'll have to write this one down and, and see if we're right <laughs> going forward, or if they haven't like moved on to like a plan B or a plan C with that. But uh, yeah, I can definitely see them starting to uh, get Joe out of there because now I'm even seeing like Democrat accounts, especially with this latest thing where he turned around to handshake nobody that was there, and but then turned and then tried to handshake again with nobody that was there. And apparently, uh, did you hear the part where he he said that he was the that he was a professor at the Pennsylvania at the at Pennsylvania University for four years? Uh, I don't think you were. Uh, no, Joe, you weren't that. Maybe your body double that's currently speaking to us on the stage was. That's very possible too. <laughs> Yeah, so that was one of the things uh, Amanda and Maurice and I were we were postulating was how many uh, iterations of body doubles are we on right now? Because that, that's always fun to think about. <laughs> Man, and especially with him, because like you, if you look at his pictures throughout the last forty years, oh, going with the earlobe conspiracy. Well, I mean, not, I I understand the reasoning that's given for that because they. They say that it's um, like a common thing that they do for like pinning their ears back for when they're going to be on stage and, and on camera. Um, it's a, an aesthetic thing that makes your face frame up better for, yeah. for being on screen. Um, so like I can understand that. And, and maybe that's, maybe that's part of the problem that we have. Like we should be pinning our ears for when we're doing these videos. Um, <laughs> no, no. You see, I get the, I get the droopy dangles and that's, that's what you guys get. <laughs> so, so I can understand the logic that they give behind that. But at the same time, like when you look at his, just his facial structure and the way his face looks, and like, I understand that as you get older, 
your face changes. But yeah. uh, my grandmother is 90, and she effectively looks the exact same as she looked when she was 70 and literally all my life. Like, her hair has gotten a little darker and thinner, and she's a little more uh, wrinkly and hunched over. But, right. like, as far as her face goes, she yeah. still looks almost identical. So, you know, I have trouble believing that it's it's the same guy that we've been – I don't think it's the same guy that ran for president back in the 80s, <laughs> 90s, and it just doesn't – he just doesn't look the same. Yeah. The, well, the earlobe conspiracy is is that uh, on that particular side of his head, he's got earlobes like this where they are disconnected. But now he's got the earlobe that's connected into the side of the face. And that's the one thing in your life that what, your ears don't change. Apparently, once you're fully grown, your ears stay the same. And is it, uh, well, you know, part of that conspiracy is that it's, plastic surgery and they had to right. attach Plast the earlobe yeah which could explain it i mean he did get hair plugs in the 90s and that was never ending a uh, source of uh, jokes for uh, people on the right it was we would call him plugs biden <laughs> because they were 90s terrible plugs i mean they were very obvious hair plugs it, they, they were oh, man. awful yeah how many people remember those that was like <laughs> it was always a a joke i mean shoot um was it iron man the original iron man movie didn't they make fun of it in that uh yeah they uh i'm trying to remember if they had uh it might have been like a throwaway line yeah was like john Rose character yeah. has gotten plugs yeah man we're dating ourselves now i date myself all the time i'm 42 years old i have like at this point, I'm not really trying. <laughs> My references are as outdated as I am. So what? So what do you think about that? Like, do you? Because there are. I have, can we... see them like trying to get the wheels turning to, to maybe diminish his role, probably keep him around as president, but then start greasing the wheels for Kamala to to run instead. Cause see, we've touched on this, you and I, I guess the first time I came on your show, yeah. the, my idea that like the succession of presidents has been pretty well lined out for at least since, at least since Eisenhower and possibly longer than that. So at least, you know, in my opinion, from looking at it, because the, the few times that you do see uh, like an, an aberration from the political norms uh like jfk or yeah. donald trump or when you have one of the uh oh, ronald reagan assassination attempt there was a there was a little period of time where the vice president and the uh speaker of the house were getting into it about who was going to take over so <laughs> stuff like that and yeah. then also like with uh like with nixon nixon was supposed to be a big war hawk and and just push everything forward and then as soon as he stopped playing ball, they moved, you know, they, I mean, the stuff that he did for, for the, the illegal things that were done in Watergate were yeah, much less egregious than, you know. Yeah. The Watergate thing was to break into this hotel where the DNC had a headquarters at 
And they were just trying to get dirt on some of the political people in the DNC. And uh, unfortunately, the uh, the guys that were breaking in got caught. <laughs> and then uh, it had nothing to do with Nixon. And of course, Nixon was the guy that was like, oh, well, I'm the president. I'm the one responsible, even though I didn't okay this. And deleted 18 minutes off of a tape in the White House. And that's what got him to uh, to resign. So Right. Like, this is not some huge egregious like treasonous thing it's pretty minor especially in this in the scope of everything but uh i don't think they gave him a lot of choice in the matter like, i mean and he could probably see the tea leaves it's like okay do i uh play ball and and step out uh peacefully or do i take a ride uh in a convertible through uh texas <laughs> Yeah, and also to give kind of people an idea of what Nixon was like, uh, he was fairly sure that Kennedy stole the election when he ran against him in 1959. He was fairly sure that he stole it, but he decided not to pursue it because he didn't want to put the nation through a, uh, a time of like questioning elections and stuff like that. So he's just like, no, no, we'll just let him have it. I'll come back. <laughs> right, and, and I mean, he was... Uh... So as the conspiracy goes, you know, Kennedy did steal it. Uh, Nixon yeah. was the Nixon was the appointed choice for uh, for presidency, and and then it, you know, and then you saw everything that happened with with Kennedy, and uh, I mean, it, there's it seems like some validity to it. Yeah. So yeah, I can see them like either trying to get him out as quickly as possible, and then trying to appoint Kamala as the uh, as the president and try to get Hillary as the vice president uh, or they could be slow rolling us just to let him finish out the term and then get somebody else in there I just don't see how they can let him finish it out at this point especially when you look at uh, the stuff that's on the laptop seems too damning <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, quite a bit on that laptop, and some people have taken, like, deep dives, and it was like, well, here's Biden's uh, niece, who's, like, 14 in this picture, and she's got this birthmark on her ankle, and you can clearly see this in Hunter Biden's laptop picture of a naked girl on a bed, you know. So is it uh, the Obama daughter's... Uh credit card is it actually her credit card in the picture <laughs> uh could be we don't know who was smoking crack with whom i guess <laughs> let's see i saw some stuff on that that it was like comparing different pictures of her with hairstyles and stuff like that to yeah. pictures from the laptop with uh and making the case that it was not only was it her card but that her and uh her and hunter were getting it getting it on <laughs> Personally, I don't see the uh, the appeal. Hunter kind of looks like one of those douchebags that spends like way too much money in the bar to kind of peacock around. <laughs> Apparently, massive dog. And he's got a whole set of veneers in the front because of his meth, te meth teeth. <laughs> that is... Oh, God. That family. Yeah, and sometimes when you kind of look at your own family, you're like, man, we're dysfunctional and we just don't get along and we've you know, got all this like family drama. And then you look at the Bidens and you're like, okay, maybe I don't have it so bad. Yeah, right. And uh, 
like especially now with with the ukrainian stuff coming out and like seeing getting to see the connections that because they covered it up like they didn't even they just completely like pushed it to the side and pretended it didn't exist and now they're they're actually starting to show some of the the connections that hunter and joe had to ukraine and and all the stuff that's going on yeah but especially with all the stuff that's going on over there now like yeah it's just insane and we know exactly what they mean when he says 10 percent for the big guy you know right and how could they have just completely suppressed that for a year plus and well, they're in the big... midst of fortifying an election so yeah <laughs> and but the bigger thing why would they only suppress it for a year and some change and now let it and yeah. because that's not something that just magically resurfaces and starts getting talked about by uh, the New York Times and Washington Post and all of these uh, news sources, like the approved mainstream news sources. Like they don't just start talking about that stuff. Yeah, especially uh, when we were all getting like banned if, for sharing the link right when it first happened. And now you're going to tell us, yeah, it was legit. <laughs> right. Like they, that's the. They're not issuing this as like a correction. Like they're not coming back and saying, "Oh, we got this wrong. This is actually for real." Uh, like this is this is like its own thing. And so then, you know, it, it just it begs the question: Why? Why would they do it now? And I can't help but think it's like the whole thing is deliberate. The yeah. people who are actually pulling the strings have decided it's time. Yeah, it definitely seems like something's afoot because they they wouldn't bring it back for no no reason other than trying to get old Biden out of there. <clears throat> My only question is just the speed of it. If they're trying to do it like as quickly as possible before midterms or kind of slowing it down and just maybe see how long they can keep them up there. So I don't know that they would be trying to do it before midterms just because I've seen enough articles from the mainstream media that I think, what do you want? Just, I did not ask for this. Not not the first time a cat has busted up into the podcast. It definitely won't be the last. <laughs> so, so first for me, I don't usually uh, have them around me too much. So it it begs the question, like, uh, oh, oh, no. I don't think they're trying to do it before midterms because I, I do think I've seen enough stuff from mainstream media that – I think they've given up on the midterms. Like, I think they know that the Democrats are going to swing the other direction and right. might as well get ready for losing some offices. Right. And if you're going to, if you're going to have that happen, then you can use that as an opportunity to pin your entire change of regime on all of these terrible things that these people were doing. They never should have been in office to begin with. Yeah. We're making change. These are the new people. This is why we're going to do it right and try to recover in 2024. Plus something that is, so this is something that I've talked about uh, a little bit before that is kind of a, a bullshitty thing that the Republicans do here in Indiana is that the secretary of state. So it's, it's historically proven that an incumbent is more likely to win. Um, it's like once somebody, once somebody wins and they get in and they, they're running for reelection, they always have a much better chance 
than somebody brand new coming in. So when you have, you know, a position like the presidency or like for here in, in the state of Indiana, where there are term limits on the secretary of state, uh, if you're just bringing in a brand new person to run against also another brand new person, then you don't have that, that name recognition. You don't have that like incumbent having our, uh, having already been in the position. So what Indiana does, the Republicans do some shady bullshit. They had a, they had a secretary of state who had to leave office early, uh, sometime back in the, 90s or two th- late 90s early 2000s might be might be more recent than that um so what happened was they appoint a new republican into that position when the one had to step down yeah. so now because that person is the current secretary of state they are now technically running as the incumbent for re-election even though they're not so they they've kind of carried that out and they just did it uh getting they just did it with the uh, with the rules there are they right and they just did it last year where the old secretary of state had to step down because um they they had served as many years as they could because of the way they've continued to roll this thing over and so the new one came in and now the new one will be running as an incumbent the new one will go unchallenged in the primaries. The new one will just be the secretary of state candidate for the Republican party. Nice. As if, as if she's always been there as if that's just <clears throat> been her. Cover. So, so I think there might be something with, uh, trying to pull a full regime change now, or at least at the end of 2022 after the election, Right, where that you kind of have that uh, the feeling of incumbency going into twenty twenty four, where it feels like they're running for reelection. Yeah, that, that again, that, like I could be way off base on that, but it's one of those things that like it's a way that you kind of game the system. And let's not pretend that the people who are pulling the strings on this don't know how to play the games. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, they're the ones who set the game up. So they definitely know the how to bend the rules just enough to where they don't break. So, yeah. As I uh, had a uh, Republican uh, mover and shaker down here in the state of Louisiana, it's like, well, we know how to massage the rules. <laughs> I was like, oh, massaging them. He's like, yeah, we're not going to break them. We'll move yeah. them all over the place, but we're not going to break them. I was like, okay, gotcha. <laughs> they, they will stretch that rubber band as far as it'll go before yeah. it snaps, but they're not going to. They, they know what the limit is. Yeah. Uh, and it's really funny when you get them alone and not in front of a camera or on, on a recording device and you get a couple of drinks into them, how much they'll actually let go. <laughs> I was like, yeah, we know what we can get away with. I was like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> yeah, the people playing the game, they, they've been playing it for, for a very long time and they're not in the business of losing. Oh, no. And the, the fact that they actually get off on it. This is the thing that would probably shock most people is that they actually enjoy this. This is not what I wanted. No, kitty cat. Kitty cat needs to stay. It's now a permanent part of the show. <laughs> this is my this is the girl's cat. He gets to be a 
he he's gotten to be an outside cat since we've moved here and uh <laughs> he seems to have really taken to it like he is mondo fat and runs free did you not put your balls in my face thanks <laughs> and he is a lot nicer now that he's an outside cat when he was an inside cat he was a total asshole it was a holy terror yeah yes yeah, there is a uh, outdoor cat that lives in our garage, and he is charged with eating mice, as many of them as he can fill his stupid little face with. And every now and then, I'll see him up on my porch, and I'm like, go get. You're not coming inside. I've already got an inside cat. And, of course, he'll come up and start rubbing on my legs because I'm a cat whisperer. And uh, to the chagrin of everybody around, it was like, why do the cats all like you? I was like, they just do. I, I don't ask for this. But every single cat that I've had will climb up on me like that one is doing now and just want to stay there. You're very staticky. I don't know what's up with this. Got into something, apparently. This has been a fun adventure moving up moving up here. Cause, uh, like, like I've talked about before, like we were relatively rural before we moved, and now we're extremely rural like out in the middle of nowhere and we've got our dogs like to get out and just run the neighborhood uh we've got the cats and then since we since we have the cat outside now we have other cats that have started to show up of course Um, (laughs) because that's how that goes yeah uh we have our we have our chickens and then we have a neighbor who also has a giant rooster. And so he just let the rooster like roam free. And so the rooster <laughs> would come over here and hang out in our yard and uh, perch on our perch on our porch and cockadoodle at three thirty in the morning. Nice. Sitting literally right outside our bedroom window on the porch. <laughs> so it's been a see we've got we had a bobcat running the neighborhood and I shot that fucker. Um, yeah, because that thing will eat chickens, like without right. uh, without even thinking about it. Right, and and we've got chickens, and our neighbor, he used to have more than just the rooster, but something had gotten his other chickens, and I'm pretty sure it was the bobcat, which bobcat I took care of. Shot, yeah, yeah, I took care of that. So, <laughs> yeah, and just for listeners out there, bobcat doesn't taste too good, so just letting you guys know. <laughs> No form of should not eat shouldn't eat cats, except for mountain lion, which I hear is delicious. Oh, really? Yes, that that's the word on the street. So one of these days, one of these days, <laughs> old old Eric might take the three hundred eight up to somewhere where it's nice and mountainous and get himself a a cougar. <laughs> we uh, we have had they will. At times, they will venture out this far. Uh, we've seen them, but they usually don't hang around for very long. Uh, yeah, that's uh, definitely one thing I don't have to worry about in southern Louisiana. We have no mountains to speak of. So it's like the only kind of wildcats that we get are a wildcat or a bobcat, and that's that's it. Oh, oh, now stop. Go, go. He's getting a little too friendly, starting to uh, paw at me and dig dig claws into my leg. Yeah, I can't no, have don't. that. 
So what else? Do we have anything else on that topic? I feel like I ran through it a lot than I had intended no, to. No, I think we I think we about touched everything on it. I, I I do think there's some things going on behind the scenes with it. Uh, how it'll end up, I guess, is still kind of up in the air. That's kind of my takeaway with it. Yeah, and that's I mean, it's all conspiracy theory at this point. I, I'm not claiming that I <laughs> I'm not claiming that I have any inside track and know what's going on or anything, but it just just seems too coincidental or too i don't think it's coincidental i think it seems too well that was the that was the quote from fdr right nothing is a coincidence because we right. planned it all so it just seems too apparent like, yeah yeah it's, it's definitely it's definitely something it's definitely something to keep an eye on so uh out there uh when you're listening and reading through some of these news stories it's, we're now seeing a lot more of the Bidenisms, where you know he's turning around and trying to handshake with nobody there and claiming he was a professor. You know, can't put a can't put a simple handgun together. We're starting to see a lot more of that. When at the beginning, like any time that Biden was starting to do something goofy and very Alzheimer-y, <laughs> you know, the camera would cut away. Well, and for like the first year of his presidency, basically, like. He did the fewest press conferences of any president ever, and it wasn't even remotely. Yeah, single digits. Yeah, like not even remotely close. Like they they kept him hidden as much as possible. Yeah. Why? Why would they start putting him out there as much as they have? Like there's there's nothing that's necessarily changed. There's nothing that's particularly different now than yeah a year ago as far as that goes. Like they don't have a they don't have a good excuse for throwing him out there and throwing him to the wolves, basically, like they're doing. Yeah. Other than they are trying. I mean, they sent him out there with cue cards. Like, right. I think you. I think you saw that picture that I shared. It was like an actual like cue card. Right. It was like going down like point by point. <laughs> like they are trying to showcase how inept and, and just. Uh, out of it he is so it makes it easier to get rid of him I, I just i can't see any other reason why they would be doing this yeah and typically the press will try to rally around the uh, the president it doesn't really matter who it is and if you guys think that there's like some kind of animosity with democrat reporters I, i'll just i'll just have you know that george bush would often be seen drunk in the white house calling laura bush a cunt and uh and getting male prostitutes in there and right in front of press people and they're they're not saying anything so because they don't want to lose that access. They don't want to miss an interview that they that they could have had. Right. Yeah, when when they started when they started really like all of mainstream media started really pointing out some of Joe's shortcomings and some of the things that were going wrong. Uh that was when I really started to think, "Oh shit, right. This uh this might be something different because because they they spent eight years under Obama, not talking about anything bad ever. Period. It didn't matter yeah. what. And and now they're just throwing them, throwing <laughs> Joe under the bus like this. Yeah, I'll still see people like defend Obama to the uh, to the nth degree. And I was like, the only cons- the only uh, scandal that he had was wearing a tan suit. I was like, no, there was tons of other stuff. 
Right. They just chose not to talk about it and then suppressed yeah. it. I like he was the Security Council chief for the UN, which the US president is not supposed to be. You know, we're talking about the drone striker in chief here. Had an American citizen murdered without due process. There's a ton of other stuff. Starting Yemen is probably about the big thing, you know. But yeah, yeah, we're we're concerned about the tan suit. Yeah. And the whole thing is a just a giant psyop. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just push people as far as they can go with the with the gaslighting and see how much of the BS they can swallow before they say, Hey, you're feeding me bullshit. <laughs> yeah. This doesn't taste yeah. very good. Uh, it's Try a I am glad that there. it's becoming more transparent. I just hope more people start to wake up to it and understand what's going on and like see the game for what it is. Yeah. It doesn't look that way. It doesn't look that way. Uh, I do appreciate there's accounts out there. The uh, Defiant L's account on Twitter is probably the best thing that you can look at because it just outlines these people's hypocrisy. Uh, and then the Libs of TikTok is another great one because it just shows how crazy these people are. And there's a, there's a few that go after the right on TikTok as well. And those are always good, too. So, you know, get balanced. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, something that I like to do is look at uh... – I like to look at news sources from both sides and kind of see what everybody's talking about. And man, <laughs> they're all batshit crazy. Yeah, that's a. It's going to be an interesting time, and I know that's a Chinese curse. <laughs> you know, because half the time we're like looking at everything. It was like, do you guys not see the game that's being played here? It's like right there in front of you. And then there's some people who just can't see it, and that drives me crazy. I mean, that's why I moved out here. Because it, it is going to get crazy. Um, yeah, definitely one thing I'm not looking forward to. It's like, it's like if anyone wants a really good idea what it's going to be like, YouTube is filled with videos of people whose EBT cards got shut off. That's your food stamps, by the way. And uh, if that card doesn't work, grown adults will start throwing a tantrum fit in a store. Now try to imagine this thousands of times over. <laughs> Right, across the entire country. Yeah. And you thought yeah. the Summer of Love Antifa riots were were something to marvel at? Yeah, you, you haven't seen anything yet. Buckle up, folks. It's going to be fun. <laughs> Strap in, shut up. It's, gonna, <laughs> it's not going to be fun. <laughs> Maybe for some of us. It's, it's definitely going to be fun for me. It's definitely going to be fun for me because I can see myself turning around in a foxhole saying, hope you guys were ready for this because uh, at least three of you aren't coming back with me. So <laughs> I was like, yeah. just remember, if my face explodes in front of you, keep moving forward. <laughs> do we need to do an episode where we give like practical battle tips? Uh, I could probably do tactics a little bit here and there. I, I know enough to be dangerous. <laughs> just do like an entire Fed posting episode. Yeah, yeah. Just give everybody tips on how to how to go to war. Yeah. Uh, just gonna say this: uh, most of the wheel weights out there that you can find uh, can be melted into bullets. If, you if you're shooting a Glock, you might want to change the barrel to where it can shoot just lead bullets. But you know. Just putting that um, out there. You surprised at what you can melt down to, to make bullets out of? 
Yeah. Wheel weights is a uh, is a good place to start because those are easy to get off of a wheel. So, <laughs> and at that point, we're not really worried about somebody's alignment on their car. So, <laughs> balance and rotate a tire. I've, oh. I've never worried about it anymore. <laughs> well, Justin, that's probably a good place to leave it off. Go ahead and get your grift on, buddy. Tell us where we can find yeah. you. What you're doing? Check me out on the. Uh fact check this podcast every monday and wednesday on youtube all over the place plus all the podcatchers and then i also co-host peddling fiction with johnny profita yeah Do he likes to call you hillbilly boy even though you're not in any any kind of hills no no uh, i mean it's a, a little bit but not not really not <laughs> not what would be considered actual hills somebody's back no kitty cat so, yeah I do peddling fiction with Johnny every Tuesday and Friday. We're getting back on a regular schedule, finally. Um, and then I also do a morning show called The Morning After, and we just do that on YouTube. That's every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 a.m. Um, we we try to cover all of your news topics and do it in a manner that the Today Show and all the other terrible uh, <laughs> mainstream sources are not doing it. And, and we also laugh at each other and at ourselves and have a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah, and since rock radio became all corporate and boring, you mm. might as well take that mantle and, and run with it. That's right. I, I mean, we participate in some just full-blown degeneracy from time to time, and it we have a great uh, we have a great small group of, of regulars who come in the chat. So if you're a person who likes to like comment in the chats and get and uh, like interact and stuff, we have a we have a great group for that. So definitely Definitely check us out every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning. And if you have a podcast and you need it produced, Mr. Jack Cams your is, is your dude. So, Not my podcast because I can't afford that kind of crap. But, uh, you know, definitely hit him up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Justin, thanks for playing along, man. We'll catch you around the timeline, okay? Yep, thanks, Eric. All right, see you. See ya. All right, and there he goes. Jay Cams, Justin Campbell. Yeah, definitely uh, check down below in the uh, the show notes, and I'll have all of his uh, links and everything. And he just got himself a link tree, so I can only just post one link now, and it's great. Uh, anyways, guys, also down in the, the show notes, uh, you can help me out. That's right. Uh, I have a merch store, uh, the Teespring store. I've got a whole bunch of T-shirts, coffee mugs, all different kinds of stuff. Uh, probably one of my favorites in there is the uh, get it done with the sh kind of grayed out so you kind of the implied get shit done uh and then also uh i wrote a book and i've got like the rough draft done but i need help getting in front of a editor and finally printed uh the name of the book is called remote it's a sci-fi thriller it's about a guy who can take over the body of somebody nearby and make them do whatever he wants it's kind of like a, a demonic possession except it's just a dude and he kind of uses this ability to help him out with his private investigations. And he's taking on the military industrial complex. So uh, definitely check that out. I'll have the link down below for the Indiegogo account if you guys so choose. And if you can't give any money and uh, because the economy sucks, I, I don't want your cash. Okay. Share it around. Help me out that way. That'll take about a minute of your time. And I'm pretty sure a minute isn't going to cost all that much. So, anyways, guys, uh, take it easy, and we'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out.